Welcome to Leading at the Point of Sale. I'm John Ockapenny. I'm an industry veteran in the startup world, venture capital, and I'm the CEO of a company called NatureBox. This podcast is dedicated towards leading people and navigating tough headwinds. Whether you're the commander of a large tanker or skipper of a small startup, the decisions you make will be the difference between sinking and sailing into calmer waters. My job is to be curating interviews and the best of the best from Silicon Valley, providing valuable insights and tactics to help you on your journey. Let's get started. Welcome back to Leading at the Point of Sale podcast today. My guest is Jess Cummings, Head of Talent Acquisition North America for Atlassian. Atlassian is a software company for collaboration, for marketing, engineering, you name it. Jess, I have a Trello board at NatureBox and we use it in our engineering team as well. Today, I want to really talk about and focus on recruiting and talent acquisition during this time of of, uh, the pandemic and for this last year. And Alassian has been through a massive growth spurt over this last year, so it's been quite a ride. Welcome, Jess. Thanks, John. How's it going? It's good. So Alassian, as I understand it from our prior conversations, has been really through a pretty massive growth spurt just as a company. Um, imagine a lot of people are using software to figure out how to make themselves more efficient across teams and so forth. Uh, but it also happened during a pandemic. And today, I really want us to really kind of drill down on this concept of recruiting. So uh, tell us a little bit about what was recruiting like and tell us your responsibilities first and then tell us about what was recruiting like before the pandemic and sort of how is it starting to change now that we've been in the middle of it and it's been, been about a year. Yeah, sure. It's crazy. It's it's been a year. Um, I so I joined Atlassian just shy of two years ago. So at this point, I've got more time under my belt during the pandemic than I did pre. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's been it's been really interesting. I look after talent acquisition for North America. So any of the hiring that we're doing in the North America geos rolls within my team and remit. And you know, I think when we think about what recruiting was like pre pandemic, the biggest piece for us was we were office first culture. It was one of the things Mm. that I was excited to be a part of. I mean, you walk in during an interview and you get that in-person experience to be able to meet, you know, the teams in person and just the buzz, overall buzz of what the office environment was like. And it it was a huge piece of the experience of Atlassian. And looking now, you know, back in June of, of last year, we came out with this concept, Team Anywhere, that I think we'll probably talk a bit more about. And we're looking to be a remote first company moving forward. And that's a big shift. So I think that's probably been at the heart of a lot of the change for us and really understanding, you know, what does that mean? What is it going to look like? Um, I think just like we talk about this new concept of the new normal, we're going to have a new normal at Atlassian. And I'm excited to be able to be a part of what that transition and evolution looks like. Yeah. So team anywhere. Was, was that like a declared thing that the CEO came out with and a communication? It was very prescribed or or was it just yeah. part of the, the language you started using in in the calls with, in the recruiting calls? Yeah. So this it, Team Anywhere is a concept that the founders came out with and they went outbound back in June of 2020. And ultimately, you know, the the TLDR, the too long didn't read, it's, it's really a concept that allows teams to form around their team composition needs rather than our physical footprint. And that was a big pivot from what we were doing, you know, back in 2019, where we were, were definitely focused around um, these hubs. How has the recruiting process just tactically changed? Is 
is it, it's just different? I mean, I imagine part of the repertoire was, I want to bring, uh, this is a great candidate. You know, I really want to bring them into the office, have them shake hands and just kind of absorb Atlassian. You kind of can't, they don't, that doesn't really have, that's not in your tool bag anymore. So like what, <laughs> right. what, what has changed? Like, so what is really fundamental? Like some of the tactical things that have really changed in that process? It's a good question. And, you know, at the beginning, I think when we think back when COVID first started to take root, you know, it was super tactical change. It was, how do you move everything virtual? Do we have the interviewing tools to be able to manage this? Um, how do we build confidence in the hiring manager community? To your point, you know, folks are starting to hire individuals they've never spoken to in real life. Mm-hmm. And I think that was something in a in-office culture that was important, right? And um, there was a lot of tactical changes around that, which was just ensuring that we had, you know, the right tools and and the right um, processes documented and and things that worked in this remote first world. And then there was also a lot of coaching. And I think when I think about what is a successful talent acquisition team or recruitment team, you know, it's more than just filling the role. We should be true partners. And you hear, I think, a lot of my colleagues will talk a lot about just what it is to be a talent advisor. And I think that's taken front and center stage in a way that um, I wouldn't say is new, but it's it's more it's more pivotal to the success of our of Atlassian in the future, of us being able to enable, and that's where you can start to see the confidence grow and being able to make some of these hiring decisions after doing, you know, a year's worth of remote hiring um, and really thinking about what the experience is, not only for the candidate, but also for a hiring manager or for an interviewer. It's a big shift, right? And so I think there was, it started out a lot of it being just tooling and do we have the right things in place? And then I think it started to shift towards a skill, right? Interviewing is a skill and to be able to develop that in a remote world, it, it brought on a bit of a different take than I think when you get to do it in person. From a candidate experience, it also shifted a lot, right? You don't get to go into the office and get a real feel for what that buzz looks like or feels like, and you don't meet your manager in person anymore. You're doing it all from your home. And hmm. I think we wanted to make sure that people knew what to expect through that process. Um, and we were able to document that well. So one of the first things that we did at the beginning of the pandemic was to build what we call a candidate resource hub. And that really is where we're getting intentional around sharing as many videos and blogs Mm. and processes that you're going to experience when you're interviewing for software engineering or project management or whatever Mm. kind of function you might be going through uh, the process with. And and that's important just because if you know what to expect, you're probably going to be able to show up and interview better than if you're going to get a bunch of curveballs and not know who you're beating or what that's going to encompass. And so where a lot of that was able to come up just organically before, we got really intentional to make sure that that was sitting in front of every candidate, that it was structured and streamlined lined in a way that was easy to digest. Um, and, and that definitely took center stage in a lot of what we did. It kind of made us take a step back. And a lot of those things that was like, oh, well, it would be great to get to that. It would be great to document that so mm. we can share it with candidates. That all brought up to the top of the priority list when we moved to this fully remote environment. So I'm a candidate for Atlassian. You screen me. And, uh, and the next step is, hey, John, you know, here's a portal for you to go to and kind of get a better sense of Atlassian. And if I'm a software developer, then 
I go and then I see a library of videos and then I have the interview. Like, tell me that is, you know, what is that the process that, that I would yeah. experience? Yeah. So you would, you would talk with a recruiter They would go through the screening process. And, um, then when you would kind of start to kickstart with the actual team and beating the team, we would send you, we send you this landing page that is our candidate resource hub and you get to click through and read about what is the initial screen and what would I expect in that? What is a team mm. screen? How is that different? Um, and then when I get to this virtual onsite, like I'm not going to actual physical office, what's that going to be like? And we kind of walk through and break that down in a way that, um, uh, we hope is a bit more digestible for people to to understand so that when they walk into each of these meetings, they know what to expect and they can really mm. just think about how do I show up for this role? And also, you know, it's just as much candidates interviewing us as us interviewing them. It's important for them to feel like they get enough in information about Atlassian and be clear around what it is to work here. Because I think, you know, if that very much is a part of the success, again, not just filling the role and getting the person here, but then when you think about how long does someone stay at a company, I think the better we can match those motivations and, and competencies, mm. as well as what somebody is looking for next in their career, if we marry that together in a meaningful way, I think that's where you get you get the most value, right? Um, if we yeah. are able to just get the hiring number and we've got a bunch of people leaving a year in because they're like, whoa, this isn't what I thought it was, that's a big problem. So yeah. walking people through the process to be able to document that was important to us and, and trying to see as much, uh, you know, tactical resources available. We, we were lacking that before. And I think um, now have come out with a pretty strong presence there. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like thinking about like open company, no BS, like here, mm -hmm. here's our portal. Like, here's how we do things. This is what you're going to expect. Kind of like a no BS, you know, you're actually bringing some of those values right into the front end before I've even talked to folks. That's kind of interesting. Exactly. You mentioned this talent advisor. Like, what is what is a talent advisor? Is that maybe I, I should know that? Probably. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I think we talk about it a lot, and I think taking a step back, I can tell you what a talent advisor is not, which I think sometimes helps define it. Okay. A lot of times recruitment is seen as a cost center, right? And I think we are a team that comes in and is very much a service provider in moving candidates through a process and hopefully getting to the hire. I think that is one way to execute it. What we're trying to do is become something that looks a lot closer to a profit center and something that is essential to a team scaling. When we talk about this scale journey that Atlassian is on, it's not going to be, I mean, we're trying to move at a pace and a clip that is pretty impressive. I mean, to look and see so much of our workforce has has joined since the pandemic has started and has never been in a physical office. It's pretty impressive. And I think recruiting being a true partner in that journey is mm. going to help enable us hire better. So when I think about what is a talent advisor, it's someone that's able to partner with you as a hiring manager and help you go through that process and get the right people in the right job at the right time, rather mm. than just filling that role. And there's a lot that goes into that, right? I think when you think about a company like Atlassian that's scaling at the pace that we're scaling, there's a lot of firsts. There's a lot of, I've never hired for this role before, or this is a brand new, this is a skill gap I have in my team and I don't even know how this fits in or what does the industry look like. Um, we are the team that can come in, not just fill that job, but we can also bring, you know, 
data to that conversation and start to talk about, you know, what does the total addressable market look like for this skill set, for this job? Um, yeah. I think another thing that we have to think a lot about and and try to partner closely with teams on is everything DE&I, right? When we think about what it is to build diverse equitable and inclusive environments, a lot of it has to do with how you hire and there's best mm. practice there. And there's a lot of well-intentioned hiring managers that I think show up to that conversation. And I look to my team and, and we hope that we can kind of show up and help guide what that best practice is and, and to help build towards the future that we, I think all are pretty aligned in and want to run to. So in a actual, the, the, the diversity and the purposefulness of uh, trying to um, bring that to a company in the pandemic. It's kind of interesting. So like you actually, a lot of us have physical biases when we see people like in person that we just don't think about subconsciously, I imagine. So does mm -hmm. the actual interview process work to the advantage of including more diversity, like when you're doing it remotely or, you know, what are the pros and cons of that? Yeah. You know, I think I'm, I think the biggest impacts with bringing remote into the conversation again is really around that prioritization that I was talking about. I think structure is really important and doing things in a consistent way and a fair way um, comes to light. And when we moved to remote, a lot of those bits and pieces that we were like, oh, it'll be great to streamline that. It will be great to structure out that interview process, to build out that candidate assessment framework. Those things became even more important. And jump to the top of the prioritization list. And I think yeah. those are some of the fundamental pieces that are going to help us be able to hire in a way that um, continues to build towards that fair and equitable environment. I think what's really been a game changer for us, and as we start to think about how we within talent acquisition can change the game here, it's all about having a really intentional top of funnel. And when I say top of funnel, I mean, what, how are we leveraging that like passive candidate pool, the folks that we're reaching out who might not be looking for a job yet, but maybe they're interested in having a call with Atlassian, making sure that we've got a balanced slate there is really important. And that's on us. That is what we can bring to the table and really drive uh, meaningful impact behind and work with hiring managers to then make sure that as you're interviewing and as you're hiring for these roles, you know, you're not just looking at these same the same types of folks that you maybe have historically seen through a referral channel or something like that. Um, so I think that's where we've really seen the biggest Im impact that we within talent acquisition have been able to, to make. Mm. And I don't think a lot of that has shifted with the remote piece. I think it's shifted with just getting really intentional and focused around it. Yeah. I imagine it's just much harder to surface passive candidates, but they're probably more attractive, right? They're not necessarily looking... Um, but you're trying to find a wedge and an opportunity with these folks. Um, and that's kind of interesting too, because there's sort of, uh, companies that may be blindsided. They're not really thinking about how they're handling their employees that are remote. And maybe there's pent up frustration that they're feeling that those other companies aren't really paying attention to. Do you see that? Or is that, is that kind of a silly question? No, it's not a silly question. I think the piece... I'm not sure if it's a paying attention to because, you know, the interesting thing here is that in the industry, we were all forced into this at the same time. Right. There was no option to not go remote in March mm -hmm. of 2020. Yeah, and so true. it was a really unique moment where 
everybody had to learn how to do this remote first thing. And I think, especially in the US, it's a bit different for, you know, the colleagues I have in Sydney, where it's a, it's, you know, the COVID looks a little different there. But in the US, we're still we're a year into this, and it, and it looks, um, you know, a very particular way. And I think that has been a pretty pivotal and, and kind of, um, important thing for companies to be able to speak to in a clear and concise way in a world that is very un unclear and very uncertain. And I think what employees are looking for is that clarity. And at Atlassian, what, what does that look like? It's been the founders really digesting and thinking about, okay, what is it that we want? What is our new normal going to be after COVID? And Team Anywhere was what they came up with. And some other companies have taken a similar approach where they've said, you know what, we're not going to ask you to come back into the office. This is what we're going to do. And this is what it's going to look like. And I think that certainty is something that a lot of folks are craving. And a lot of people are sitting in a place where they don't know what the post-pandemic world is going to look like at their company. And that's actually, especially over time, and you look at this has been a year now and, and, and change and going, that has become really important to people. And I think that's become more important than what we used to talk about. We used to talk about, you know, what does the in-office life look like? Um, mm -hmm. what, what are the commuter benefits? Now people are really wanting to know what kind of flexibility do I have in terms of where I work? What, is, what do parental leaves look like? Um, the benefits conversation has shifted a bit and it, it looks mm -hmm. a bit different than, you know, seeing, <laughs> seeing what is the, uh, what's the menu look like on the in-office food for the day. Like it, it's a lot different now. Yeah, interesting. I imagine that software developers in general, technical folks, really can kind of feel more comfortable going into, you know, staying at home more than maybe other companies. I don't know if that's the profile. A tech profile is slightly different than maybe other industries. Um, what do you think is going to happen in the future? For you know, the, you think it's just good, we're we're completely changed, or do you do you see? sort of this wave, like initially people loved working at home. They saw the benefits yeah. of not commuting, but now everyone's getting bothered by being at home and the, the pendulum right. is swinging, swinging back to maybe I do want to go back to the office. What do you see in the, yeah, in the next year? The million dollar question. I, you know, I think that this has definitely changed the fundamentals for a lot of companies. And I think the good that's coming out of this is really an emphasis on the the what rather than the how many hours are you in the office or what does this look like and you know you're nine to five um i do I, I even just in talking with my team and anecdotally people miss the office and i think that there is going to be a craving for some remblant some something that looks like that uh yeah. i just don't think it'll look the same so, you know, this flexibility, I, I anticipate us finding this new balance because within tech, there, there is a lot of opportunity to be able to do this well distributed. And I think that's a powerful thing. And I think it opens up a lot of opportunity that, you know, I hope that doesn't go away. That said, I do think that there is a craving for that in-person environment. And if we can kind of find a happy medium to, between the two, I think that would be my preference. Um, yeah. But I don't see us returning, you know, right away to, to what our quote unquote normal was in 2019. I think we're fundamentally going to be different. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, you know, three times in the car on the commute and you're like, I didn't remember. <laughs> I didn't, I forgot about this. <laughs> like maybe I don't right. want to, you know? So yeah, no, I hear it. Really great to talk to you, Jess. I really appreciate your insights to this whole recruiting process. And it, it sounds like you, you've really improved the processes and sort of, it's been a really fascinating year for Atlassian. 
kudos for the work that you guys have done over this last year and uh, making that work for you. Yeah, thanks, John. It was fun to fun to chat through this stuff. I'm excited to see what comes next and um, really enjoyed the call. Thanks for listening. One final note before we cast off is I want to thank our sponsors, which is NatureBox, dedicated to providing engagement, wellness snacks that can reduce stress in one's body using adaptogenic plant-based ingredients and services to really help HR departments and executives motivate their teams with these wonderful perks at home. Don't take it from us. Take it from some of our big customers, Google, Facebook, and others. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.